Blog Talk Radio. Om Shabbat Shalom, Holy Way of the Most High. Om Shabbat Shalom, I sense your presence. Om Shabbat Shalom, Holy Way of the Most High. Om Shabbat Shalom, I sense your presence. And I am the light within your soul In the essence of truth and right Love makes a circle whole And here we stand in line Waiting for some sacred sign But to find the balance is the purpose of this time to restore the balance of the universal mind And in the presence of my Lord of light and love Everything I see aspiring to be free And when I call to thee And come on bending knee Surrender to the all-pervading light and love Reflections of the one surrounding me with love And I sense your presence I sense your presence I sense your presence I sense your presence Within and without, above and below, yeah. East, west, north, and south, I sense your presence. Without and within, below and above, yeah, yeah. East, west, north, and south, I sense your presence. I sense your presence. Surrounding me with love 
For to find the balance is the purpose of this time To restore the balance of the universal mind I sense your presence I sense your presence I sense your presence I sense your presence Shabbat Shalom, holy way of the Most High. Om Shabbat Shalom, I sense your presence. Om Shabbat Shalom, holy way of the Most High. Om Shabbat Shalom, I sense your presence. Om Shabbat Shalom. Holy way of the Most High Om Shabbat Shalom I sense your presence Om Shabbat Shalom Holy Angel of the Most High Om Shabbat Shalom I sense your presence I sense your presence and welcome to Code Connections. This is Jesse and Nicholas George, and I'm your hostess today. And the song that you were just listening to there at the beginning of the show is called I Sense Your Presence. It's by Shem Shai, a great uh, ensemble that I connected with when I was in the Arizona area, and they were in Sedona at that time. And uh, definitely you can check out more of their work, by the way, if you'd like to. Uh, they've got a lot of stuff out. They travel worldwide. Um, and you can check that out through their website, www.shemshai.com. That's S-H-I-M-S-H-A-I.com. And I do want to extend a big welcome to everybody, whether you've listened to the show before and you like what I do here and you come back to see what I'm doing this week or, you know, whether this is your first time joining us and you're saying, hey, this seems like it's going to be a really interesting show today. So, you know, we welcome you no matter what, and we do stream live in three additional places, TalkStream Live, StreamFinder, and Penn, also known as Pair Encounters Network, and I welcome everyone listening through those channels as well. Now, during this show, I look at living a more compassionate life by aligning with your personal life codes. And many times I've, um, you know, I'm splitting the shows these days. I've got guests on part of the time. Sometimes I'm doing my own shows. But when I bring guests on, it's a great way for you to learn about their work and how other things may be an option for your code energy. I also highlight different musical artists along the way. Matter of fact, uh, we just recently did a, a spring equinox show here where I had different musical artists that I highlighted along the way, but I've also had them live on the air as well. Um, there's a variety of different topics, tools, resources, and thoughts that are shared here on the show that allow you some more personal exploration, universal insights, and giving you a chance to expand your perception of how life works. Now, in my own work, what I do is I interpret a person's life codes to allow them to live a life filled with compassion. And I've created the Genesis Clearing Statement, and that's something you can always catch in archived shows where other people are interviewing me. I've authored four books, the most recent being You, Me, Life Dreams, and its companion workbook. And then my first two books, Activating Compassion and Its Companion Workbook. I'm also a collaborator on the fifth book called Embraced by the Divine, a uh, woman's gateway to power, passion, and purpose. 
and that's something you can check out. It's great, great uh, work by a collaborator of wonderful women in that uh, venture that we did there. And uh, that's something you can check out through www.embracebythedivine.com. And in addition, I've created the True North Tour, which is a multi-state nationwide tour, including workshops, retreats, seminars, book signings, you know, just all kinds of great events. And I'm laying a little bit low here in 2016. Um, I may have something coming up this summer uh, for you to partake in, but I'm going to put a bigger focus on doing things for 2017. So um, I've been doing a lot of regrouping here <laughs> in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, and uh, it's been really an amazing journey in this whole process. Now, just a reminder, if you enjoyed the show today, make certain that you share it with other people. Tell people about it because this is definitely going to be a show that you want to share with people. And you never know whose life you're going to transform, who's you know, going to read that post, for example, and say, oh, my gosh, I was just looking for something like that. I was just hoping to find some information about this. And, and I literally had people say, you know, you saved my life by sharing the show because it was something that was really, really critical to them at a very critical point in their life. So they can just use the same link that you use to get into our live show, and they can listen to it at their convenience. And all of the Main Street Universe shows, by the way, are available also as podcasts on iTunes, TuneIn.com, and most of the Activating Compassion and Code Connection shows can also be found on my YouTube channel. So a lot there, a lot going on, and we definitely have a great guest with us today. So before we get started, though, those that have listened in before know that one of the things I like to do is to delve into a book called The 72 Names of God, Technology for the Soul. It's by Yehuda Berg, and I love Yehuda because he deals with the big concepts, but he puts them in the everyday language, which is kind of the way I function as well. And so every week what I do is I just flip the page on the book, and and it seems to always pretty much be appropriate to whatever we're discussing (laughs) on the show. So it's great the way that works. I think only once it was kind of off, and I was like, hmm, okay. But uh, this week, our message from Yehuda is called, or the common name of God we're dealing with this week is called Circuitry. And he goes on to give a little initial message on this that says, Dictionary entry, black hole, noun. One, a cosmological phenomenon with a gravitational field so strong that even light cannot escape from it. Two, something resembling a black hole, but as something that consumes a resource continually, a financial black hole. And then he goes on to give the insight. Constant desire to receive for the self alone creates a bottomless pit, a black hole that eventually leaves us in darkness. The dark side of our nature tells us that we're doing others a favor when we share. Our ego makes us oblivious to the fact that we receive when we give to others. We can greedily and selfishly grab for all that life has to offer, or we can appreciate what we receive and share a portion of it with others. Receiving for the sake of sharing creates a circuitry, a, a circuitry and a constant flow of good fortune in our lives. And the secret behind sharing is found inside the numerical value of this particular name of God, which is 118, the exact same numerical value of the Hebrew word for will take. When we share, we are actually taking and receiving blessings in return. But if we share with a consciousness of giving something up or doing someone a favor, the circuitry is broken. 
like light trapped in a black hole. The blessings that should have been ours are unable to reach us. And he goes on to provide a meditation for us, and that is, this name helps you to receive when you, are, when you share and share when you receive. You see the opportunity that sharing gives, and you are aware that when you receive with the right consciousness, you are also sharing. This is the circuitry of life. Connect to it, and you move out of the black hole and into the light. So pretty powerful message there. And um, the common name, again, of God on this week is circuitry. And the formal name is Shep Ayan Mem. Shep Ayan, Ayan Mem. And that message, by the way, I post this one as well as the code insight for the week, um, both on my website. It's on my page of the Main Street Universe tab on my website, which is jessianicholsgeorge1.com. You can check that out there. So, you know, as I mentioned, we've got a really great guest that's coming on today. And so I've got a little lead-in thought here for you. I'm going to give you a little something to think about, and then, you know, we'll, we'll move on from there. We'll take a little break and then have our guest on with us. But um, this will kind of get us headed in the direction that we're going for today's show. How often do you use a quick fix for things in your life? So many times we get wrapped up in a hectic life life and find excuses for why we can't take a deeper look at what is really happening. Now, the irony of this is that many people in this space that do this then turn around to claim that they never get any information or insight to what is really happening in your life. Information is being given to us constantly, but we need to be still and listen and learn if we are going to actually get the understanding of what is happening for us. Now, people often will say things like, I don't have the time to get into this, or I can't deal with this right now, or just give, me a mir- just give me my miracle so that I don't have to do anything. We have been so programmed into a rushed and hectic way of living that we have forgotten that it is in the stillness that we connect. Things are not resolved on the surface, and through quick fixes as this, we'll only scratch the surface at best. And if we don't take the time to get a little deeper and to honor what is really happening with ourselves and work with it, then we build up the weight of the world as we cycle around repeating the same pattern over and over again. And this is like somebody putting their clothes in the washer but never turning it on so that the clothes can actually get clean. They decide they don't have time to wash the clothes, so they go and buy something new in order to see them through until they have to have time to wash them. However, when the new ones get washed, they also don't get cleaned, and the cycle keeps repeating. So in this pattern, the clothes will only stack up more and more until the person avoids the washer altogether. As you can see from this example, a great deal of money is spent on a quick-fix remedy that doesn't end up saving any time. The person has spent tons more money and time and still doesn't have clean clothes other than for a couple of days. Then they constantly complain that they don't have any clean clothes to wear. (laughs) And if this pattern repeats long enough, the person will be unable to get into the laundry area because of how much is piled up. Now imagine instead that the person just washes the clothes. They save time, money, frustration, and keep a happy emotional state of being. And this person is taking care of the core problem of having clean clothes. Doing this, they also realize that if they choose to do so, They can do other things while they are washing their clothes and drying them. The latter person represents 
when we are willing to go deep within ourselves and honor our feelings, emotions, mental and physical well-being, and usually when we are experiencing challenges on any level, it is because we have stopped being in harmony or balance and are operating on a polarity. Now, to do this creates some lasting results that allow us to gain greater peace, happiness, fulfillment, and overall well-being. Wilfrey Warlow is one person that really focuses on both balance and harmonizing along with getting to the core. Like myself, he wants to see people get lasting results and have lasting success. He realizes that we must go deep within if we are to really clear out what is challenging us. Sure, an aspirin can cure a headache, but at what cost? Yet when we understand why we are getting headaches and then work on that, we can then clear headaches out permanently. And when we do core work, we are finding our own personal balance. We are pulling ourselves out of the extremes that pull us away from spirit and put us in the distraction of drama. When we go to the core, we heal ourselves. How often do you go to the core of what is happening for you? Or do you just reach for a quick fix? A lot to think about, and this is going to be a really interesting show as we go more into this arena of things and looking at our core energy. Now, the code energy insight for this week is about this week being our opportunity to expand our circle. And if you can keep yourself in a space of response and not reaction, then you will find that you can effortlessly weave in and out of many circles. And this is your time to be able to reach a larger audience as well as to discover information and resources that may have once been hidden. Keeping an aura of innocence is one of the best approaches that you can take. Observe and see the greatness in each and everything. I'm going to take a short break, and when we return, I will be sharing with you, or I should say I will be sharing with you, I guess that is a way to put it, <laughs> a, a wonderful guest, Wilby Warlow, and we're going to be looking at his aspects of balance, recovery, self-healing. And the song that I've got for you during our break today is called Footsteps. It's by Claire Hedin. And you can check out more of Claire's work by her website, uh, which is www.clairehedin.com. And that's C-L-A-R-E-H-E-D-I-N.com. We'll be back in just a few minutes. Oh, 
And welcome back to our listening to Coast Connection. And my name is Jesse Ann Nichols-George, and I'm your hostess today. And you were just listening to a song by Claire Hadeen, which is called Footsteps. And you can check out more of her work at www.clairehadeen.com. Today I have with me Glory Warlow, and he is the creator of the Balanced Recovery Self-Healing Method. And Wilbury has over 24 years' experience as a transformation master, working with groups and individuals on their way to mental, emotional, and physical balance. He has broad experiences in human nature and has worked extensively in both Western and Eastern traditions. Wilbury goes directly to the core of the problem, and from there, everything begins to change. As old habits and structures fall away, while getting in contact with one's personal truth. He works with the power of compassion and an open heart to connect you with your open heart, allowing for freedom, love, old hurt to fall away, and self-healing to happen. We are looking today at the work that Wolverine is doing and his unique approach to core transformation. And you can definitely learn more about the work he is doing at www balance-recovery.com. And, Wilry, it is really wonderful to have you here on the show with us today. Thank you. I'm really thrilled to be here. I'm sorry, go ahead. I'm really thrilled to be in the show. (laughs) Well, it's it's great to have you. I know that uh, I had somebody contact me a little while back and um, and share your work with me. And I thought, oh, he looks like he's doing some really, really great work. And this is really wonderful. Um, I would love for you to start off by sharing with our listeners a, a bit about how you got into this work that you're doing today. Yeah, that's good. That's um, a little bit strange and interesting story. Um Already as a child from, I think, two, three years, I was already feeling and seeing exactly what was happening with people. And uh, I could feel that people were ill, uh, were getting ill. And in some way or another way, I already knew what they had to do to, to get healthy. And after time, I lost it because... Of course, as a child, you are completely honest and you say exactly what you have to say. And it's a little bit strange to tell grown-ups that they have an illness and tell what they have to do. And my mom and dad were stopping me then so that I stopped with talking. And it was going on and on and on. And... At a certain time, I was completely confused. I even didn't know what was for me, what was from somebody else. I was walking in a supermarket as a child, and suddenly I had the feeling that I had cancer or that I had headache or belly ache. And, yeah, it was going on and going on until I was, I had a, it was really dark in my life. It was really dark because I lost myself completely. And then at uh, 27, I decided to stop my life. 
and I was driving in the car, and I tried to put the car to drive the car against the tree, and in some way or another way, it didn't happen, because I always say it was God was, I don't know, pulling my steering wheel, and suddenly I was standing on the other side of the road, shaking and crying and saying to myself, that's not a solution, there's another way. In our family, it was a lot of psychical illness also. And the whole family, all the sisters and brothers from my dad, psychical illness. And then something in me said, you need somebody who feels what you feel. And then suddenly there was a woman, and it was in the neighborhood. A friend from me said, I know a woman, and go to her because feeling what you feel and I was going to that woman and that woman said to me sit down and I was sitting and she felt what I was feeling and told me what everything was happening that I feel everything felt everything from other people and that that was what made me crazy and I started my road again I opened up I start to feel again, I learn to feel again, and then after a time, I think I was four times or so with that woman, and the woman said to me, uh, only I said to her, hey, I have a friend who has also a problem, can you help that friend for me? And she said, no, I cannot do that, you have to do it, because you are better than me. And I said, I'm not better, I cannot do anything. And she said, yeah, you have to do it. That's what you have to do this lifetime, and you just do it. And I did. And then slowly it was starting to work, and everything was getting bigger. And somebody who was assisting me, a master, I found a master who was also helping me to go on my road. And that's how everything was developed. Because I found it back what I always had. This this is really interesting, and and um, I'm a person also who grew up feeling and picking up things from people and and knowing what was going on with them. But I mean, as a child, this is a lot to take on when you're three years old and four years old, and you're able to see things and you're able to pick up on things and know these things. Um, I, I mean, a lot of us would say you're probably a really old soul <laughs> to, to be able to handle that and to come in. It, it was, yeah, it's, it's right. It was, I, if I go back to the time and I, I watched how it was for me, it was completely not easy at all because everything was me and it is, of course, everything is one, and as a child, everything is one. Everything was me, but I was also I had also all the illnesses and everything what was not there. It's not easy. It's not easy, um, especially if mom and dad not. I don't know. They were not. They could not handle it. They hadn't any clue about what's happening. And I saw everything. I saw ghosts. And I saw dead people and. Then I tell, told my mom, Mom, I see somebody there and there. And she said, yeah, you're crazy. That's bullshit. I said, no, it's not bullshit. It's bullshit. But it's not that easy. <laughs> <laughs> and, 
I can laugh and about it now. It's true. You, you know, we can laugh about it today, but when you're going through it and you don't always have that support there, you do start to feel like, oh, my gosh, maybe I am going a little, <laughs> a little crazy out there. But at the same time, you're going, no, I, I know what I see. I know what's going on. And and um, you, you realize the realness. But you brought up such a really good point, Wolverine, which is that reminder that we hear so much of the time that we are one. We are one. Yep. But when there's somebody like yourself or somebody like myself who feels these things, to me, it's that aspect that can really ring home because, um, you know, you're feeling this pain from somebody. You're feeling the hurt that's going on with them. And I don't know about you, but for me, a lot of times it's, it's about how do I make their pain stop? <laughs> because I don't want to feel this. Yeah, exactly. And and that, that that's also what, for me, kids have that. Everybody has that. That's not really has that. But it's about, it, it's getting too much then, and then they have to close up. And they close up, and then it's going wrong, because if you close up, you are not in contact with your core anymore. And then it's going wrong, you get illnesses, and, and so on. It's really... It's, 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 Go ahead. Yeah, it's really about learning to to, uh, and that's not easy at all because I see that always with people just to learn. People say to me, "Yeah, but I closed up because I felt everything, and it is so difficult for me, and I don't want to feel it." And I say, "Yeah, but don't wanna take care that you get problems. It's, there's not something like don't wanna because we have to experience it." And if we experience it going away, it's not us. It's just a feeling. It's just something what we take from other people. By experiencing, it can go, and you're always coming back in your car. So you're really saying that, you know, the importance in experiencing these things is so that they can be let out. Um, If we're resisting them, then they're going to stick around. They're going to linger. They're going to build up. Uh, would that be correct? That is is correct because it's for me life is simple and a lot of people say how can you say that but life is so simple (laughs) if we don't interfere we want to interfere we want to say I don't want that but that I want Uh, I like it like that but that I don't like Uh, (laughs) and we cannot do that it's like life is life, and life needs to be lived, and we cannot push anything out. We cannot. It's so, it's so interesting that you bring this up, because I'm always telling people actually that very same thing. It's so simple. It's just we're making it hard, and it doesn't have to be hard like we make it. And, you know, I think that so many times, as a, as a collective or a society, we're programmed into all of this separation, this judgment, this right, wrong, and you know we we forget this loving piece. It, it I think it's so. One of the things I hear from people a lot is it's so hard to love somebody who is doing so much hurt in the yeah. world, or who is remaining in this 
victim space and they just rain us all out. And and I hear this a lot from people. And, and what are your thoughts on that? How do you get past some of that kind of a, what some people would say block? Because for me, it's, it's like you. It's simple. <laughs> but it takes the average person isn't always there with us. It's, it's like I always say the victim is also perpetrator. That's one. Uh, second for me is like I can understand that people find life difficult because they have all the uh, they have all the experiences in the past and they learn everything from mom, dad, and grandma, and and so on and so on. Uh, even also in in school, everything everybody is talking about. It. It's life is not easy. Um, it's getting a structure. Everybody's in a structure there, and and that's why they found life difficult. And if they go to my seminars, and I tell them that life is easy, and I tell them simple, like, hey, it's about experiencing everything, and that means even experience your sadness. If you not experience sadness, you cannot experience. You cannot be happy, because we need both sides. That means, and it's really like, if you really experience your sadness, then you will see that sadness is the most natural energy in what's there. Then if you can do that, yeah. I want to repeat that for people because um, that is not something that people get to hear very often. Um, most people are, are told, okay, you got to be happy all the time and this and that. Um, but you're saying that sadness is the most natural feeling exactly. or emotion. It's even going further that if you can do that, then if your sadness is completely okay, then your cry, I always, on your laugh, I always say your laugh is getting wet. And you know that kind of laugh you are completely melting with everything what's there but you can only do that if also sadness is allowed and it's simple if we are not living in our core you should be sad because you are away from your core that's a really big piece and I I have really noticed that I think more and more in the last couple of years in particular, where the more aware, the more conscious, whatever you want to say, that I become, the more I'm remembering as well of that spirit connection and the depth of that, and the more I feel the pain of being in a human existence. And I see all of the pain that is here which tells me I'm also very tuned in to the enormous amount of happiness <laughs> that yeah. comes in connection. We cannot, I, it, that's so important. I have I have a lot of people who are coming to my seminars and they, are, they did a lot. They did, for example, a lot of seminars. They did, did a lot of, I don't know, people who, who were going to a lot of screenings and so on and so on. And they come in and say, but you you tell me something's complete. For you, 
There's nothing wrong. My sadness is not wrong. My anger is not wrong. Everything is okay. But it is. Everything is okay. There's nothing wrong. And we always learn, you are wrong. You are not good. And it's not it. It's really about, for me, we have our true nature, and our true nature, that's clear what our true nature is, and we have our second nature. And the second nature is, for example, illness. A second nature is if not can feel anymore. That's a second nature. But it's becoming a nature because you are you lost your core. And that's it. It's 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 simple. And and this is a powerful thing. I mean, if people think about it, because you know, we talk about our physical strength and our physical strength if if our core is physically strong we can do all kinds of movement and yep. all kinds of, it completely supports us, it completely allows our body to have enormous amount of strength to it and things like that. So if we look at it in the same way and say, you know, our spiritual core, yep. making that strong and making that connection, and I've learned that too, that, that through the years that connection is everything and a lot of my work in codes well, my, all of my work <laughs> really encodes is about that connection because without it, we're just, we're going to experience the hardships and we're going to experience the pain and we're going to experience the rough spots. And, yep. you, and it's because we're not connecting, as you say in there. So, um, you know, this is, this is a really huge, huge piece. Share with us a little bit uh, more, Rory, if you would, about what is this balance recovery that you're talking about? Balance recovery is for me, it's simple. It's, it's, it's what it say. It's balance recovery. It's recovering your balance, but your balance in your, your body, your, your mind, your, your feelings, your, your life, in everything. It's, balance recovery is for me about life, to balance your life again. For me, your life is in balance. We only have to recognize it again, to see it again, that we're living in a second nature and not in our true nature. And if you do that, then everything is, the old is collapsing and that it's going really fast. Uh, I see that people who go to the, to the seminar, that they are immediately, the whole life is changing because you learn that everything is okay. And that's something we we learned that it is another way. Nothing is okay. Everything is wrong. The world is not good. There are, there are a lot of people who are not good and, and so on. But everything is okay the way it is. Everything is God. And for me, it's like nature. If you have no rain, nothing is growing. If you have only sunshine, it doesn't work. And with people the same. If we are... If we are crying and, and that's rain, that's rain to clear us, to let everything grow again. And you know that feeling. If you cry and you let go, let go, then there's coming a lot of space, a lot of energy, a lot of love. And it's yeah. about that. And, and I I love that aspect of your work because 
most people are programmed in this whole right, wrong, good, bad. And I would say, you know, a lot of people, even those of us that came up under what would be considered reasonably good families, were oftentimes received some sort of programming that said, you're not okay, you're not okay. And, you know, I think you you deal with that a little bit that uh, in this clearing, am I right? In the in the process of working with this technique, it's it's clearing some of that. It's um, helping people see that okay piece. Is there something particular that tends to help them get to that sense of being okay? It's about it's what I always say. It's already. It's immediately changing. That's why I say it's simple. It's not for me. Balance recovery is nothing special. It's 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 all its nature. If you if you look if you see a baby, a baby is doing that every moment. There's nothing to fix. If you look to a baby, a baby is crying. If he needs to cry, if he laughs, then he's laughing. If if you have if you have to pee, then then they're peeing. There's there's nothing what say there's something wrong or something needs to be fixed. And we have simple to go back to that state that nothing is wrong. Even I had uh, this week an inf- uh, interesting conversation with somebody on Skype. It was, it was also a client for me who said, yeah, but I have a feeling that I'm completely crazy. Something in me is completely crazy. And I said, wow, something in you, but it's not you. Because you are far more beautiful than that. Something is crazy in you and something in you should be crazy if you see your past. Because that's natural. There is your second nature that something in you is crazy. And by experiencing your second nature, the craziness that that's completely okay, you go back to your true nature, to your core. And that's why everything is going so fast because people go back to the core. And it's like we people can only experience what we are not. That means we are not our mind, we are not our body, we are not our feelings. But if we experience it, we go always back to our core. It's that simple. We cannot change it. It's like that. But we lost it. We lost to feel. We lost to to be. It's not okay. It's not okay to cry. You have to laugh always. I, I love where you are going with this um, because over the last two years, I would say in particular, I've had to do a lot of work with acceptance <laughs> in yeah. my life and accepting circumstances, accepting situations, accepting people's choices, and as you're saying here, this acceptance piece brought me to such an incredible space that I sit in now, um, you know, realizing the balance of things. And what I find really interesting, I love your example, by the way, of we need rain and not sun all the time if there's going to be light and flourishing <laughs> here yeah. on Earth, because that's that's a great example. And I feel that, um, too, in in this piece that 
most people aren't used to being accepted. You know, they're they're used to being pushed out, they're used to being judged, but they're not used to being accepted. So when somebody accepts them fully, but I, I love I love this concept that you're presenting with people or two people that what we're experiencing really here on earth through the, all these emotions and feelings and body and everything like that is everything that we are not. Now, mm-hmm. there's the whole mirror principle law, you know, universal uh, law of reflection and things like that. But there's there's a piece of all those universal laws that a lot of people don't hear about that you're touching on with that. And that has to do with that um, things being very different or being opposite from what we're here. And I don't think I've ever heard anybody explain it as well as you just did with that, which is that piece that everything we're experiencing here is everything that we are not so that we can understand what we really are. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and things, it, it's also by you talk about, you tell something beautiful about accepting, and accepting is something we need to accept but accepting is also something you do with your mind and it's even going deeper because we always talked about accept accepting but it's about what's about healing because accepting means you need something to accept but it's really about going even deeper and to heal because in a way if we are really living in our true nature there's no, there's nothing to accept anymore because you live in your true nature. It's it's just simple the way it is. It is like it is. There's nothing to accept anymore. That's also gone. You know, I'm I'm going to ask you a little um, question here. Well, we I don't know if you have your speaker volume on or not, but I'm I'm getting some comments that there's a little bit of feedback coming through from your side. And yeah. so if you have your speakers on, you may need to turn your, your adjust the speaker's volume or something a little bit on there. Um, it's I so want you to be able to better. hear me. But, yeah, I think that might help a little okay. bit just so it doesn't just bounce back yeah. as much there. There we go. Um, so that's great. Yeah, what you're saying is that we then move to a point where acceptance isn't needed because everything just simply is. And what you're what you're tapping into with this is a big piece that it's huge for so many people because so many people deal with these self worth things um, going on for themselves. And when we find things in other people, and and I'd love to hear what you have to say about this. My thoughts are when we find things in other people that we cannot accept, we are also rejecting ourselves. We're also not um, accepting something in us that needs to heal because of that one connection. It's simple what I have to say about it, and it's in a way the same what you say. For me, I, I say I make it very simple. There are no other people. Yes. There are well, no that. other people. Yeah, that means that that if you have a problem with with accepting what somebody else is doing, then you should look to yourself. There's there's no other. There's only you. And because everything is one, there's only you. You have your world. And in your, I always say to people many times, why? 
is your world looking different from my world? Why are you? Why do you have a particular kind of people in your life, and why do I have other people in my life? It's about that. It's really about what's there. Everybody has a world, their own world, and it's strange because there's one world, but everybody is living in their own world. So, in a sense, you're saying that if a person has a lot of heavy energy, negative people around them, um, that sort of thing that they they are not perhaps accepting other people, not just the pain that they're going through, but the um, not accepting those people as themselves. And I think I think that's challenging for maybe the average person. Um, I understand the simplicity in this, but I think it's challenging for the average person to say, how can I accept that person that hurt my child? How can I accept that person who repeatedly is abusive? How can I possibly accept those people in my life? But I would say the reality of it is how can we not accept them? Um, Exactly, yeah. It's if he, if he, it, and I see that I see if I if I work with people I in some way I, in earlier days I did it now it's it's not a question anymore because it's happening it's not I always say it's not me who's working anymore uh, but in earlier days I was if I worked with somebody then I was watching and looked looks like okay this this apart from me what 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 does that part from me need. Where need that part's love? What can I do for that part from me? And if we do that, if we feel, for example, the pain from other people, and we really feel that, then we can and experience that we can transform ourselves every time, but also the other people. We are freeing up other people. That's what we do. And it's so beautiful that that life is created so beautiful that if we take in and if we really are compassion other people then we can heal other people how nice is that how beautiful how beautiful creates that we can heal other people but people say to me yeah you are a healer but i say no everybody is a healer that's also why i say self-healing everybody is a healer and if we really want to if we really experience what's there then be healing everything around us i always say if 30 percent from people should do that, then the whole world is changed, then we have world peace. Do you find that that people maybe get a little overwhelmed when they start to get into this, as in they have a hard enough time dealing with their own emotions and feelings a lot of times, that to look at somebody else's pain can become too much, and it then maybe triggers some sense of feeling helpless, like okay, I'm feeling that pain, but I don't know what to do about it. Yeah, I, yeah. you hear that many times. You hear that many times. And then I say, people, you hear, hear also many people say, yeah, but I'm so sensitive. I feel everything from everybody. And then I say, yeah, that's great that you are sensitive, but for me, it's an excuse. It's like then experience what's there and it's going. It's always going. 
For me, it's like not wanting, or maybe not wanting, but maybe to be afraid to go deeper there. Because if you really do that, then you cannot say, like, you cannot point anything on anybody else. It's all about you. And if you do that, you have to go away slowly by your ego because there's no other person. It's about love, about compassion for everything what's there. This is such a huge peak for people to get. And like you, my work is founded in compassion. And I think so many times people associate the person with the act that they're doing. And when it all comes down to it, even the most extreme acts are just, in in my observation, cries for plea and love. And no one deserves to be loved less than somebody else in this world. Uh, and you no know, plant life deserves to be, you know, plant, animal, or anything deserves to be made less than anything else. Uh, they all have their roles and their places and their, their value. And we may not agree with the acts that somebody chooses to do, but that doesn't mean that they don't deserve love. Exactly. I'm completely agreeing with that. Everybody uh, deserves uh, love, the same amount of love. Everybody, uh, everybody deserves to be free. Everybody does not. Yeah, that's how it is. <laughs> so, what, what can I say? <laughs> <laughs> it's just that simple. There you go. <laughs> it's, and, and, and to make it a big problem, because people love big problems, to make it a big problem, what the biggest problem is from life is that it's, it's so simple. That's the biggest problem. Because <laughs> well, it is. I, I, I imagine, too, that that's, that's a bit of our ego at play going, hey, it's got to be a big problem because if I solve a big problem, <laughs> then I'm really high up there versus, hey, it's just a really simple thing and it's no big deal. You know, I got this. Um, yeah, the, I think that ego can turn us around a time or two. <laughs> ego is so tricky. Ego is so tricky. <laughs> so, Wilbur, why is it so important for us to heal our past traumas, our past and our traumas that we experience in life? It's important. It's very important for for us for ourselves, but for me. Um, there's, there's also an even big importance. It's our kids. Our our kids, if we not heal our wounds, if we not heal our traumatized from the past, our kids need to feel it. And for me, that is from very big importance. I have a lot of families in my groups. I, have a lot, I work also with young kids because... If parents close up and they don't feel their sadness, their anger, then the kids feel it. The kids feel the anger and the sadness from the parents. And they can even feel bored. They can 
feel everything. And they feel that, and what they do, they identify with it and make it their own. I had an example. There's an example from a, 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 there was a boy here in Germany, and the boy was, I think, four years old. And his mom and his dad were coming to my seminars. And uh, mom said, uh, the boy was in school and he didn't want to draw roses. And it was not good. He had to draw roses, but he was drawing bombs and guns. And then the teacher said, hey, come on, that cannot be. He don't want to draw roses and flowers. He only want to draw guns and broken homes and airplanes and soldiers. And then they were coming in my group and I told, I asked uh, the boy, what's that? And he was drawing. He was. I said, can you draw? And then he was drawing also guns and houses and, and so on. And then I said, what's that? And he said, that's my war. And I said, your war? And then I felt like it was coming out of that direction. And I asked that, like, hey, was you in the war? Did you were you somewhere in the war? And he said, Yeah, I was I was in the war in Russia. And he had to people who wanted to escape, he had to kill them. Who not could leave the country. It was terrible. And the boy was feeling that and was living in the war from that. And then I learned the boy in I think he was two times there or three times there. I got the boy so far that he could see and that he knew that it was his war, but that it was a war from his dad. And he could also feel that. And I could explain him and he could feel that. And then after a time, and his mom was calling me and she said, it's so great what's happening because my son is saying to my husband, Daddy, you need to feel, because if you not feel, I'm in war again. And that's, wow. that's what I want to say with it. It's like kids feel exactly what's there. Even if there is a, if, if mom has a abortus or something like that, uh, they feel everything. They contact with everything. And this boy, this boy was feeling the war from dad and was even afraid that people find him bad because he felt also feelings from that, the guilt feelings and everything. And it's really going far. And that's why it is so important that we are open and we really experience what's there so that kids have it more easy. They say in the moment a lot, you hear a lot everywhere, like they say, yeah, but the kids, the youth, hasn't any respect. And my answer is there always, yeah, who taught the youth? Uh, who taught them? The parents taught the youth about respect. And if parents not respect the kids, how can, kid, how can kids respect the parents? It's starting by the parents. And this is really, this is really, really big what you're saying here um, because it does go both ways. And the description of it being a war, both literally and, and metaphorically, is huge. And 
and I know I think you have a little more to say about this, but I'd love for you to also include how you help somebody through when they get to where they're saying, okay, I'm going to start feeling these emotions, and then all these things come up like guilt for something or, you know, pain of something that they knew they had to do. They knew it was the stuff that maybe kept them connected to divine, but it it was hurtful physically, mentally, emotionally to do. I mean, because you're opening a lot of big stuff here when you start to do these. Yeah, it's really, you open up everything because it, what's happening is even that people, and I hear that many times, that people say, for example, uh, my my uh, my left leg was broken and that was 20 years ago and you are working and suddenly I feel the place where my left leg is broken, the hurts are coming back and, and then I have to help them to go through that to experience it and to go through, and then it can heal. And it's with all kinds of things. Sometimes I see faces completely changing. It's like if we go back to our core and we start to open up again and we experiencing, then our cells can breathe again and they can heal themselves. And that's why it's called self-healing for me, because if you do that, all our cells start to I always say our cells getting happy again. And you can you can feel that. If you for example in an environment there's a lot of anger, then you feel your whole body, everything is like you feel that everything is full of stress and you feel yourself hurting. And if you make that open again, then they start to breathe and they can heal. And in that way it means that we heal ourselves. And I take them literally by hand. And that's also special on the balance recovery work is that for me it's important that if you get people in such a deep process that you are reachable. And that means for me, reachable means people get a video from me and I talk about what's happening afterwards, after the seminar. People can Skype with me, people email with me. And it's really about getting people step by step through the process, even if there is, for example, uh, there's an example from, from yesterday, somebody was writing me, Willery, I'm so fed up with experiencing, I feel all the hate, all the anger, all the destruction in my life. I don't want to feel anymore. And then to, to send her an email, on a, I was making a video for her like, hey, Really great. Finally, it's opening up. All the hate, everything was happening with you. Because hate, if you experience hate, then it's getting, there's getting love. The hate can go and it's getting love. And really to, to help people through it, to get that even hate, if people do bad stuff to you, then of course you have a hate feeling. That's, that's second nature. But by experiencing it, it can go and changing in love again. Because we are love. Well, and, and I think that that's the big key right there is that in experiencing it, you get to love again. Yeah. Um, and, and I think, at least from what I can 
relate to in my own life is that sometimes we have to really go through that whole spectrum of emotions. And I think the key is you learn to accept and embrace and go through those emotions so that you can get to that complete space of love for others, um, which is actually yourself. But at the same time, uh, in there, there's a balance to be found to maybe not getting really physically reactive (laughs) in the midst of those emotions. And some people, they start to get into those emotions and, you know, they just really want to go out and take some action on that. Yeah. It's it's like people suffer a lot. It's like I... People ask me sometimes, yeah, but do you have never pain? And I said, yeah, I also always have. I have also pain like everybody else. And that means that sometimes I go too far and then I get pain. But what's not there is suffering. Why is there no suffering? Because I experience the pain what's there. And if you do that, then it's going away. Then it's not suffering. It's getting suffering if you start to avoid it the pain, and if you are starting to think about what everything can happen, then you start to suffer it. You can, you can have pain, and I have many times I had pain, and I'm completely blessed. That's also sometimes not difficult, not that easy for people to get, but you can have pain and feel blessed. Yes. Uh, I, I really agree with that. And I think that um, my own experiences, particularly over the last six to nine months, I've had a lot of people that have shifted because of exactly what you're saying. Um, it's yeah. something that I implemented in my life where I had a lot of challenges that I faced them, and I said, man, this is <laughs> this, this is, is painful yeah. to go through. This hurts. And... And I really got into that and said, man, this really, really hurts. And, you know, there's still some remnants of pain. But I also got to that point to say, man, how blessed I am to be going through this experience that is so painful. And and then I, I said to myself, you know what? I'm really not suffering. Like, I didn't see myself as suffering. But... But there was a lot of pain, and I did acknowledge this is a rough, rough situation for me. This is a really challenging me. Yeah. Yeah, but that, that, exactly like you say, and that means, and if you can do that, that means that you, I always say, then you go really fast, and life is, life is fast. And if you really can do that, then everything is happening at the same time. Life is, life is fast. And Suffering is gone, and you are gro- you are growing really fast, and you are getting you are going deeper and deeper and deeper if you can do that. There's also nothing wrong then anymore. It's like it's just like it is, whatever there is. And if you can do that, it's like you say, if you can do that, then life is getting so easy. It's it's yeah. so simple. Yes, it's um, 
wow. <laughs> it it is a big it is a big piece and uh, and this is what you're talking about what you are implementing you mentioned about the family lineages and you're you're not just healing your own little personal space here but you're you're healing you know when you do this work for yourself you're healing entire generations you're healing entire family heritages uh, and I, I I know this because I know your work is different, but it works in a similar way to the work I do. And you know, when when we do this factor that that we choose to make that connection, we choose to do this healing work. We literally break the chain of the pain for many generations prior to us and and after us. Exactly, exactly what you said. We had the last time I was, it was in Istanbul, I was working and I had somebody, I was going 20 generations back. That's the fast, fast as far I, I know what, what was happened, 20 generations. And it's amazing what's happening there. But it's amazing what you see, see changing in a whole family and what also happens a lot in the moment. And I'm really happy if that's happening that I'm working on the collective ego from countries. And in the moment we are, I'm, I'm also a lot in working in, in countries where there are the, the Islam. And I'm really happy to do that. I'm really happy to be, I'm in, in Turkey working, we're working in Turkey, we're working next weekend, we are in, uh, in Dubai. It's amazing uh, to work also there because for me, all the religions are one, and yeah, it's so amazing that you see what's changing in all the generations, and that that you that people get freed up, and 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 also countries. What what's happening there? It's it's amazing. I was, for example, the last time that we were, after the time before, we were working in New York, and I think I was just starting. Half an hour, and then certainly there were a lot of people from different nationalities, and I really liked that. I really preferred. It. And we were working on the collective ego from 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 black people, from Jews, from Chinese people, from there were Czech people, there were German people, all kinds of different countries, and it was so amazing the energy was happening that everything was shifting and paths were going and. Amazing. It's life is so beautiful. It's behind all our imagination what we can do and what's happening. It's amazing. You cannot it's a mystery. It's really a mystery. If you see what's happening. I I agree. I mean I look around and I, I think, wow, you know, there's there's so much here and and I think it's so easy for us to to get wrapped up in the day-to-day distractions, and, and I see it a lot in the part of the country that I'm in right now, and they get so wrapped up in the money pieces, they get so wrapped up in the material world pieces that they miss how many beautiful moments are going on every single day, every single yeah. moment. And um, you know, and, and if you ever think, you know, I have to say to people, if you ever think you are powerless, then I hope you'll think again. 
because realizing that you have the power to literally shift generations, to literally shift this world by taking care of you and being willing to feel is amazing because we look so many times for an excuse to feel for somebody. We're already looking for those excuses. Well, what's, you know, what's your reason behind this? Right there, we're asking, give me a reason to feel, but we don't really need a reason to feel. <laughs> you know, we just, yeah, we just need to, to feel and, and say, I don't need that excuse. It doesn't matter what your reason is, I feel. And, you know, we do that because our heart becomes so expansive when we're willing to feel for another person. We can, we can, it's like you said, we can do such a miracle. It's amazing. If you are coming in contact with your core and you are, you are really experiencing everything what's there and you're healing your life, you're healing everything around you, everything. And it's, it's not only with, with kids who are feeling that, but also animals. I, animals, if people are, People make animals sick. If you are not experiencing what's there, animals, and I know it's cats, cats really take, the, take it in. They really take it in from people, and they get sick then. And it's really, we are so powerful. We can heal everything. We can heal the world. And I really Go ahead. I really believe that 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 if we if we really we really coming in contact with our core and we really experiencing and healing ourselves, that I think that we need 30% from the whole world population and then there's there's peace there is there's there's, there's a complete new world there's a complete new world because it's about that it's it's really about healing and. It's a st- I'm always astonished, and I did it also by myself because I have to laugh because I know it. Because I was also a big drama queen. I was making dramas from everything, and now I can laugh about it. <laughs> but I really, I had a you drama. You drama queen? <laughs> what? I said, you, a drama queen? Come on. <laughs> I was a drama queen, amazing. And I was such a coward. That was amazing. It's, it's like I learned it from my dad. My, it's like last week I was with by my dad. And my dad is not the easiest person because he's, he's ill and mental ill. And he, he cannot handle me. That means if I'm in the neighborhood... Everything, all his sadness and everything is coming up because love is bringing everything up what's not in balance and everything is is coming up then. And I had a short conversation with him and I was 15 minutes there and then I go because it's too much for him. And the only thing what he was saying, yeah, Willie, you don't know. My life is such a suffer. It's so terrible. It's so difficult. And I said... Daddy, your life is difficult, but it, it's not necessary. You want a difficult life. Because, hey, I'm also a little bit older. I have also a little bit experience in life, not that much than you, because you are 80, almost. But it's simple. You want to suffer. You always want to have that what's not possible. 
because he's, for example, they are separate. My mom and dad are separate. He's still, it's 30 years ago, he's still complaining that he wants my mom back. He's still living in the past, and that makes him suffering. And what I also saw there, and it's great to see that, like, I really could watch my dad with love, like, okay, that's my dad, and watch love and have compassion with him. But I always saw, I also saw his fear, how much fear the man has. And there's a lot of fear uh, on the human beings, fear to be not good, fear to... It's it's a fear. I have. We are we are scared to be happy. We are scared to be be really blessed. We are scared to be free. It's a lot of fear. That's a, that's a really true, and I find that with people. And one point that you brought up that I thought was really excellent that you brought up because people have um, as they start into their path of connecting. And, and growing in their light so that they are strengthening their core essence. Um, you know, they do get this kind of what feels like a sort of backlash from people. And sometimes yep. it feels like they're being tested on being in that path and things like that. But you brought up a really good point that some people, when the light slips in around them, What's really happening for them, it's not that they're trying to attack the person with the light so much as that that light, that connection, is stirring up all kinds of things that they're probably not even conscious about in that particular moment. And then all of that stirring up of emotions creates this, this reaction for them. It, as you say, it triggers all the fears that they haven't dealt with. And for somebody who's lived a long life or who has chosen to be in those victim patterns their entire life, then, you know, that's a lot of feeling to hit you in one moment. Yeah. I always say people who are coming to my seminars are ready to be free in life. They are really ready to see and really to experience. It's not... It's happened several times that people... I had less time in Miami that somebody could not walk. I was working with him and suddenly he could not walk anymore. He could not. It was a guy and it was a guy from, I think, 30 years, something like that. He could not walk and move for two days and we, we, were, we were nursing him because all the fear what in his body was suddenly coming up and he could not move anymore. And then after two days and I was, was being with him, then the body starts to shake like mad, and he was start to jump to to throw all the the pain, all the stress, all the hurts out. And you saw body healing themselves. He had also no control over body anymore, and the body was reacting like somebody who's spastic, like completely the hand was spastic. And by experience that, and I did, he did that. I said, just experience what's happening. Your body is now trying to heal it, what's there. And everything was going in, going out. And he said, after, I think it was two no, three days or four days, he said, never ever I felt myself so free and so, so healthy and, and fresh than this moment in my life amazing is it, it, I'm 
completely newborn and everything is new. And our body has the capability to do that. To heal ourselves then. Yes, and and we forget that because when some of those little so-called detoxing, <laughs> the throwing yes. off of all of this stuff comes up, people get more fear triggered a lot of times, and then are like, "Well, well, stop it! You're, you know, it's uh, it doesn't seem like it's working." Um, but we forget how much we've allowed to build up. Sometimes we forget how much is in there that has to come up and come out. Um, you know, it's like if you eat something and there's poison in it, your body's going to reject that naturally, and it's going to try to get rid of it. But if we don't allow ourselves to let it come out, <laughs> we hold that poison in our body. Yeah, but it's crazy. But it's also shocking because I saw it. I had it, I think, two weeks ago. Two weeks ago, I was eating something, and I still don't know what I was eating. But something, and there was something happening. I was in a process, and suddenly, on my belly, on the place where my liver is inside, the whole belly was red, and there was kind of spots were coming there. And it was really itching, and I really felt that my liver was putting everything out of my body. It was going through my skin, and I was really watching, like, my God, what's happening here? And it was really working everything out of my body. And that's how it works. But we, we are not used to it. We are immediately going to a doctor and say, hey, uh, there's something happening. Can you make it stop? Or can you heal it? We are afraid it, it, something's happening. Yes. Yes. And, we, and, and it's so easy, again, to get wrapped up in the emotions, the feelings, the experience that we're having that we forget, oh, my body's trying to throw something off and I need to support it in yeah. that process. And I think that that, um, you know, this kind of probably leads into to how um, this work that you're doing can heal diseases and illnesses. Am I correct? Yeah. Yeah, it is. And it is it's every time starting over I see it every time, everywhere, over and over. And it is not really not only it's like <laughs> balance recovery is is bringing of recover recovering the balance in your life, not only in health, but only in also in your life, in everything. If we are if we going back to our core then everything is changing. We are, I always say we are creators. We people can create, and we create always. We cannot stop it. We are also creating unconsciousness stuff in our life. And I always say it's better to be consciousness because then you know what you create. <laughs> exactly. And that's and, easier. And- and and you're right. People forget that piece, but we are always creating. We're always manifesting. We're always creating. And, and, and that's not just the, hey, you know, we're part of divine spirit, blah, blah, blah type of thing. Uh, this, is, this is the aspect. We, we literally cannot stop manifesting or, or creating. And as you no. say, the, the challenge for most people is they don't know what they're creating most of the time 
And so until you step into a conscious process, until you step into feelings, until you step into balancing yourself into the core, as you would say, then, uh, you know, we, we, but, you know, we forget. You know, we, we, we create a lot of things oftentimes that, that we don't mean to or wouldn't consciously want, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And that's so crazy because it has, and I see that sometimes that people complaining and complaining and I say, hey, do you know what you do? You want more complaints in your life. Then they're watching it. What do you say? You say you like complaints because you are complaining the whole time. Then you create that you get more to complain. And that's how it works. And and I say that if you know that it works like that, if you see that, then you can create better something else. Then create a lot of laughter in your life. It's easier than always that you always need to complain. You know, it's so true because the times that I have been in challenges in my life, I I would sometimes get wrapped up in that mindset of, oh, this is really horrible. I just, you know, I yep. can't believe I have to go through this, and, and this this just really sucks. And the interesting thing is, is the universe's response is always, oh, you think it's that way? Let me show you what that way really is like. <laughs> and, and it's like, oh, you think you have it tough now? Oh, no, you don't have it tough. Let me show you what tough is. And, and I remember I hit this point where I was just like, there really wasn't anything left. <laughs> you know, I mean, I had been stripped of home. I had been stripped of work. I had been stripped of friends. I had been stripped of family. I had been, you name it, it was gone, you know. And, you know, I I started and it, and it, and it was, I hit one of those challenging points about a year ago. And, and I kept keeping my spirits up as best as I could, but um, it was, it'll be a year and about five weeks that I lost the cat that I had that was traveling. And you talk about animals deflecting a lot of energy. Well, she deflected huge, huge loads of energy off of me. I mean, she just exemplified everything that I wanted to be in a sense. And and I knew that I was, but, um, and anyways, I started shifting things around, and I started saying, you know what? As tornado season hit here, I said, I'm really blessed to have this vehicle. I'm so blessed. And I started tuning into that more and more. I'm like, I know this works. (laughs) And I just kept saying how blessed I was and really feeling that. And, you know, my whole life has turned around beyond belief. But even those of us who have been doing this work a long time, I guess my point is even those of us who are conscious in our paths and our processes, who have done this work for a very long time, can still fall into these patterns once in a while. Of course, of course. Yeah, and I think the key is we can't beat ourselves up in that pattern. We just want to come back to, as you've been talking about, this acceptance. This is what I'm feeling right now. And what do I want to choose to feel? What do I want to create? Am I willing to feel blessed in what feels like it sucks? <laughs> yeah, you have to be, I always say you, you need to be really courageous to want to feel blessed in life. 
<laughs> because you don't like it. I, I've come to, to realize there's a lot in this life that I could probably just say, I'm I'm okay, you can take me anytime. <laughs> but uh, on the other hand, you know, I kind of developed that nice space of, of detachment, if you want to say that. I'm not running from anything anymore, but I'm, I'm okay if I check out at any time, too. And, um, you know, it's kind of a really a cool place to be. It's, it's, um, but that acceptance, that acceptance of, of this is the way it is, this is what I have to work with, I can't trade some of these things out. All I can do is find a different way to use them. All I can do is accept that these are my tools and then decide what I want to do with that. Yes. Yep. Yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> but what can I say more than yeah? Because it's it's like it is. That yeah. So when you start to work with somebody, will we, can, can you give an example? Let's say I come to you and I go, okay, I'm here, I'm open, I'm ready for whatever changes you're going to bring on me. <laughs> what are you going to do with me? It's, 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 I can never say what's happening because I work out of the moment and that means that that's what will happen in the moment that's happening. That can be that I touch you, that I touch some blockage structures. Uh, it can be that I uh, say something to you. It can be that I gaze you, that I look you in the eyes. And, and then it starts to work. It's always different. It can be that I take you by the hand and maybe walk with you uh, a few meters in the... In, in, in the group room, that can can happen everything. I never can say it. It's always, also for me, it's always out of the now, out of nothing. I walk to somebody and I don't know what's happening, and it's happening. It's it's really really yeah, out of the this, now. I can't say out of the now. This is a a sign to me because I work in the same way. Um, it's all about what comes up in the moment. And even if you have this aspect that basically your format, so to say, would be I'm going to tune into you yeah. and I'm going to see what's going on and I will know as soon as I do that <laughs> what I'm going to do. Yeah. And, it's okay. and, sorry? Yeah. And, I, and I feel like you know, to, to kind of let people know, a person that operates in this way has to be very strongly connected. You have to be very strongly connected to be able to flow in that moment like that. Um, you have to have a lot of light connection coming through in order to be able to operate that way. Because when you're operating that way, you've let go of, trying to control what is going to happen and what is going to go down and what, how many minutes you're going to work with somebody. You've let go of all of that control and you've just said, I'm here, I'm present, and let's see what is happening. Yeah, exactly. I have my, uh, I'm, I'm, com 
I always say, if I'm in a seminar, if I walk in a seminar and I work with somebody, I'm not there anymore. The I'm is gone. And I have my great support, Jacob, who's really taking care for the people, taking care for me, because it is just happening. I'm not there. It's happening. And I can go ahead. I'm, yeah, I'm so so. Uh, I'm so grateful that Jacob is doing that because I can really trust him with my life and with the life of the people that he. Because I'm gone. I'm not there. That I always say God is working through me, and that's what's happening, and that's it. And exactly the right thing. What you need is happening, not what you want, but what you need is happening always. And for me, it's like I can let myself fall and in the hands of God, and I'm working, and that's what's happening. I cannot explain it in another way. This is a really good point that you make because so many times people are like, I want, I want, I want, I want, I want. And they forget to stop and say, this is happening because I need this. And I may not even understand right now why I need it because it's going to lead me to something that I don't even know about yet. (laughs) And if, if we get in that habit of saying, thank you, you're giving me something I need and I may not understand why I don't, why I need it, but thank you. It's that's where that, flow of energy of giving thanks for blessings yet to come um, in that process. And, and, and you you have, I noticed when I was going through some of the pictures of, of the events you've done and things like that, that you have this way, and I, I could see it in the pictures and I could feel it because that's one of the things I do is feel. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. and I could feel in this picture this, enormous amount of of just love, of just holding a space of pure love and acceptance. And and I could see in some of the things that you had on your website, um, balance-recovery.com, mm-hmm. that when you hold this space, it just melted people. It just allowed them to let go uh, because you created that space of safety for them. You created that space of acceptance for them. And it is so beautiful to see that in somebody else. Um, It's so beautiful to see that experience happening, radiating from you to that person and letting that exchange start to flow and seeing what happens with them in there. so very powerful. Willary, I know that you've got a whole bunch of venues and things happening and coming up, by the way, when we speak of that. <laughs> yeah. um, what do you have going on over the next few months here? Where are you? What do you have going on? Where Where can people come and experience this work that you've been talking about and sharing with us? Okay. Uh, the, I'm uh, the... The 7th April, 7th, 8th, and 9th April, I'm in Dubai. Uh, the 16th and 17th April, I'm in Germany. Then the 29th, 
till the 21 May, 29 April to 2 May, I'm in Prague in the Czech Republic. Then 6 till 11 May, we are in Istanbul. 14 till 50 May, we are again in Germany. And then 20 May till 22 May, we are in New York. And 3 June till 5 June, and I'm still, now I'm a little bit longer there, then we are in Miami in the United States. Is that what okay. is in the next months until June? There's Dubai, Germany, Czech Republic, Turkey, New York, and Miami. Beautiful. And I, I, I think I heard, if I remember right, <laughs> from, from Jacob, that, um, uh, that you're also going to head west towards California, around the San Diego area, maybe, um, late June, early July kind of time frame, um, which is ironically interesting. That's when I'm going to be out in Southern California as well. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah, that's right. So lots of places to connect with you. Um, if you were mentioning you're going to be in Dubai, you're going to be in Germany, you're going to be in France, Czech Republic, um, yep. and then it will be in the late May kind of time range that we start to see you over here in the United States coming through, um, and, and that will be more around our summertime here, um, late <laughs> May, and that brings you into New York and then Miami and then uh, it looks like on out to towards the California, Southern California region, and then um, I'm sure plenty more from there. So you have a very um, complete full schedule, <laughs> which yeah, is you wonderful. Can say, you can say that. we were Yesterday you were talking about, and I was looking to the month May, and I was looking, oh, my God, I'm only two days in Germany, and there are the two days that we have a seminar, and for the rest I'm gone. <laughs> but I am, it's simple. I love people. I love to work with people. I love people. I love to, to. It's like what you say. It's like for me. It's like melting. It's really going deep. It's it's. Everything is one. I love it. I love to be with people. All kind of people. It's just what I love. I love to make people laugh and I love to make people cry, <laughs> and I love to make people. <laughs> <laughs> That's not something you get to hear every day. You don't oftentimes get to hear somebody say, I love to make people cry. <laughs> <laughs> but this is very powerful, deep, transformative work that you're doing, um, healing work that you're doing here. And um, I, I've had the chance to experience similar work, not yours specifically, but similar work yeah. to what you're doing. And it is life-changing. That's what I can tell people. It is absolutely life-changing what you are doing and what you're offering. And I know that just in the way I can connect with you, that um, you're coming from just such an amazing, pure, loving space that, that that's not something... Uh, many people have experienced, and I, I do encourage people to get out and experience your work. But, you know, before we start to wrap up here today, 
in the meanwhile, let's say somebody can't get over to Germany or Dubai or France <laughs> and, and these various countries, and, and maybe they're waiting for you to come over to the States or, or whatever the case may be. In the meantime, when you're not available in their area, what key point would you say to somebody that they can do for themselves? For themselves, I always... It's like I'm easy to reach, that people can always reach me because even if I'm on the road, we have Skype sessions and that's also possible. But for people to do by themselves, I always say, be see that nothing is wrong, that everything is okay, and just experience everything what's there. Just experience whatever happens. Don't make a drama out of it. Don't judge it. Just experience it. And everything is okay. And if people really do that, really start to experience, then life is changing so fast and you get... It's simple. If you're opening up, then you get... I always say you get help from the gods. Then you get help from every time, from the light, from, from all the... Everything from everywhere can come in if you open up and then life is changing so fast and that's amazing. And, Just and, I think what and I think what you're saying is so important for people to get used to that um, acceptance, that uh, being able to to love everything in a sense, um, to to get into those feelings because when life does start accelerating, you can't control it. <laughs> you have Not to really. be able to surrender and go with it. And so getting good at what you're saying is really, really important. That's one of the big steps to being able to handle that flow. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's really about experiencing and we people think we can throw something, but we cannot control anything. It's an illusion. It's simple an illusion. It, we cannot control anything. If I look back on my life and I was really a control freak, then <laughs> I, I could not control anything. <laughs> it was an illusion. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's so big. I, you know, Willie, I... I'm sitting in such deep gratitude for your time because I, I realize how full your schedule is and for sharing your work with us today and giving people some of your insights and your thoughts and sharing with us how this balance recovery work um, happens. And again, I want to remind everybody they can look a little more into your work as well by going to your website, balance-recovery.com. And uh, you've got some explanations on there and reading tips on there and your um, events and things like that are on there, articles are on there, um, the different areas that, that really people can delve into from relationships and healing relationships and, and health things and all these, these variety of things. But I am, thank you, just simply thank you. <laughs> I thank you also very much and it was it's the pleasure is on my side. I'm really happy to share it. I was really enjoying the conversation with you and with with all the listeners. And 
Yeah, I send you all all my love. And yeah, you're all in my heart. Well, well, we will stay in touch, and I will I will keep in touch with Jacob. And if our schedules happen to open at the same time while we're both in Southern California, <laughs> maybe we can connect and chat some Great. more. Great. <laughs> Thank you very and, much. Uh, thank you so much, Wilbur. And you know, I just also want to remind people this is really, really incredible work that Wilbur is talking about today, and and I hope it's triggered something for you um, in some way that that has opened a spark in you, maybe, and said, "Ooh, yeah, let me get in there and really delve into things, and let's let's uh, let's jump in there and stop." The, the so-called suffering, and and let's see what this is all about, because this we constantly say, gee, I wish I could have that, I wish I could feel this way. This is the kind of work that's going to do it for you. So um, you know, it's definitely something to look a little more into. Next week, I'm going to be honest with you, I really don't know what's happening yet at this point. We may be delving into uh, the codes behind some of the current world affairs going on. What are the bombings about? I haven't decided, and I'll tell you why, because I had a very wonderful guest um, book, and I'm still trying to find out um, a confirmation on that guest. And and I say that because we had a confirmation, but um, there's been a breakdown in the communication, and I'm not sure that my communication is being received uh, on their end. So... If the guest shows up next week, if if, uh, if the communication lines seem to open up, we, we will be having Moth Bajati with us. And if not, we will be delving into some of the happenings in the world and what they're coding to and what those codes are all about. Uh, my books on relationships have been released, as well as um, the Embraced by the Divine book, which I'm a co-collaborator on, and that's uh, some great work there as well. You can learn more about Embraced by the Divine. Um, the Woman's Gateway to Power, Passion, and Prosperity. And you can delve into that through EmbracedByTheDivine.com. Um, just an incredible thing. We're getting amazing responses from people saying how uh, that book has touched their lives. So I, I encourage you to check it out and, and, and work with it. Uh, also, I you'll just have to watch. I, events this year are kind of getting thrown in last minute, so you're going to have to watch my website, but I've also put up a new video tip recently about a week ago, and um, specials and all of those things, products, and the code interpretation work that I do is all on there. You can check it out at jessianniclesgeorgethenumber1.com. There's also a section there for all of our Main Street Universe shows, so you can follow the different posts and the shows that are going on. And and, um, you know, I will give you a heads up. My website is going to be getting revamped over the next couple of months, so be patient in that changeover process there. April special deal. Here we are, April 1st. And I do need to get it posted up. I'm going to try to get the special deal up tomorrow on the website. But what I am offering for the month of April is purchase the ebook version of either Activating Compassion or my book on relationships, You, Me, Life, Dreams. And I'm going to give you the accompanying workbook absolutely free. So um, that's our April special deal. Don't forget, we do have several shows here on Main Street Universe. Uh, Susan Week continues to be with us week after week. Um, Mary Phelan has returned and is doing a show, I believe, once a month. Wednesday nights, of course, is our flagship show. They've been bringing some people on. Janice has been bringing on some wonderful guests on her show. 
And so lots of things happening. You just got to kind of stay tuned and see who's popping into the network from, from week to week with us. Hey, this is Jesse and Nicole George, and I want to thank you so much for being here today. And thanks to all of our listeners, not only on Blog Talk Radio, but those streaming live on PEN, known as Heron Counters Network, Dreamfinder, and Talk Stream Live, as well as those that are catching our podcast at iTunes, TuneIn.com, and those catching the YouTube version of the show. I do look forward to seeing you back here next week as we delve more into Code Connection. Don't forget that if you've enjoyed my show today, share it with others. It's going to be available at this very same link in our archives. And I'm going to leave you today with the song Yearning For, also known as Over and Over. It's by Shemshai. And again, you can check out their work at www.shemshai.com. That's S-H-I-M-S-H-A-I.com. Thank you so much. And I look forward to seeing you again next week right here on Code Connection. May you enjoy the rest of your weekend and have a truly amazing week. And if I could see what makes me blind, I would soar to the edge of my mind. And to touch what seems unreal, just to show you the way that I feel. We are in time with time One with season of change inside And we are in tune with the tune Caught in a balance of sun and moon Oh, deep inside There's life within Shining Show you it's here to begin When all I have is all I need I will soar to the edge of eternity And we see in eye to eye One within love to be for the divine And we're walking hand in hand God in the balance of God and